I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality. Learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships. Because everything starts with you. Welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited with my guest today, Santi. But before we get started, let me go ahead and read her bio. She's the founder of Nari Holistic and Naturopathic healing clinic based in the UK. So yes, she's international, which we're very excited to have. The first holistic clinic incorporated allopathic medicine and complementary medicine in the world. She has worked for many different backgrounds and health conditions, covering various demographics and eras within the UK. She has a deep passion for natural healing and metaphysics, and she's also professionally trained in holistic therapy. She believes that there is a strong connection between the mind, body, and soul, and love to talk more about that. I'm really excited about that. Alternative complementary medicine can help promote natural healing, and she has an extensive knowledge on both traditional and alternative medicine. And she believes that holistic medicine can go hand in hand to enhance the benefit of client treatments and mental well-being for certain chronic conditions. The mind and body soul have a major influence on client experience as a whole, and she believes that everyone as an individual who has experiences and circumstances that make them very unique. So welcome, welcome, Santi. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be on this platform today to introduce about myself. Um, Thank you for this invite. It's a real pleasure to be here. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what you do, what you specialize in, and how you help your clients. Yeah, you probably have seen my profile right in the beginning. I'm actually a trained community pharmacist. I worked as a pharmacist now for nearly 12 years, and I'm still practicing pharmacists in community, which I still work for big chain companies such as Boots, super drugs, independent pharmacy. Prior to that, I was also a relief pharmacy manager for a big company called Lloyd's Pharmacy, which covered Oxfordshire, Warwickshire, Cheltenham, Gloucester, Worcestershire, where I'm based. And during these years, I've traveled quite a lot due to work and also learned various type of patient needs as well. And being a community pharmacy, we get to see quite a lot of different type of patients who comes into the pharmacy. And we we intend to talk to them, review their medication, along with what we do generally for dispensing medication and other services. I found there is a need for our community or patient, where especially patients with comorbidities and they're on multiple type of medication. And some of them might need a little bit of push because they don't know why they're taking them. 
or they just think that it's not working for them. But then they've been always been prescribed as a repeat prescriptions. Uh, here we are as a pharmacist trying to reduce the side effects for our patient, our clients. And I believe that as a healthcare provider, we are here to help our client and patient. Firstly, to cut down their side effects. That is one of our main professional role as a pharmacist. Having said that, I would like to kind of explore what other options available naturally to help my patients. I started Nari Holistic because every time I went and worked around Oxfordshire, because I started my career in Cotswold, it's, an, it's a lovely, pretty village around Cotswold, like over six years. And my patient will come to me and say, they're not happy taking the tablets, but they want something natural if they can. But if you look at the concept of our healthcare system, a lot of things can be prevented because I was more specializing in an area of my consultation skills in diabetic skin, as well as blood pressure. And in general, if you look at this type of illnesses, a lot of them have an influence from our lifestyle. So I was looking into all this area where we can actually explore naturally where we can go into the root cause of the problems. We can then manage the pain management better, our sleep disturbance better, our stress and anxiety better, which could then could have been one of the reasons why it had impacted people's well-being in the first place. Yeah, let me ask you something about that, because I'm sure in the UK you experienced this as well. But I've seen that, you know, we're a culture of popping pills, right? We have a pain here, we pop a pill. And as a pharmacist, that's really what they try to do. So how did you manage to come to terms around we should look at more natural solutions? I think because with my experience I realized that uh, pharmaceutical company, it is quite common for pharmacists even when they come into the pharmacy, um, if the customer or the patient asking for painkillers, and then we just say if that is appropriate for them, then we then able to sell that to them. But a lot of them are also in an aging population area that I was working in. And they also had comorbidities factors, which means that um, some of them can't really take a non-steroidal drug because they can then cause kidney problems or damage their heart further, cardiovascular problems. And they were left with not many options for them, yet they have to live with the chronic pain, for example, and certain conditions that might not actually helping them. And this is when the idea was born because then I started to look at the complementary therapies, where actually, if you look at it in a perspective point of view, healthcare as a whole, what we are getting in our true well-being as a person is about a good quality of life and we are buying time. So a good quality of life, it's mainly because if, for example, if a patient who is constantly in pain and However, you would see these days that a lot of young professionals, or they're not even actually in their 50s or 60s, but they're already on a lot of painkillers. 
to kind of carry on in their life where they might be suffering from certain chronic health condition. So pain can be quite subjective. And some days they can have a very strong pain and some days they might not experience as bad as the previous days. So it is quite subjective. So even in the pharmacy, you start doing a prescription for these patients, you will come across as a repeat prescription. So for example, if you're taking a paracetamol for chronic condition, you got to take every four hours. Yeah. So you're just having it and every four hours, your body kind of excreted it out and then you have to top it up again. However, there are certain other painkillers which can cause you addiction. For example, opioids and other medications such as gabapentin and things like that, which is a bit more stronger. So I was kind of questioning myself if someone who is in their mid-30s, 40 or 50, they will have certain level of quality of life get compromised, especially a lot of this opioid can also cause drowsiness, inability to work along with machines, unable to drive. So how are they actually conducting their life in a normal basis? Yeah, let me ask you this, because it's very interesting. And I've seen this not just happen in people, but also in movies, they always depict it. But tell me a time in your childhood that kind of explains why you went in this route. Tell me a story that gives the understanding of this is why I do what I do today. Okay. Basically, as a childhood uh, period, my father inherited a piece of land in Malaysia through my grandfather. And this piece of land, I think I was about six years old, and I did spend a bit of time and my parents were there uh, for a, a few years. And we also have family in Singapore. So I used to visit Singapore quite often since as a child. But as much as I can recall, I spent a lot of time just playing outside this place. And um, I found it quite interesting what these plants were, especially they were quite exotic plants as well, some of them. And my fascination about flora and fauna, I think it began right in the early childhood, like four, five, six years old. And I was very fascinated about chemistry as a subject while I was in school, because if you look at it in a scientific point of view, we all made out of all this carbon chain and all these molecules and everything. And also food can be your medicine and how you look at your well-being. So when everything that's growing near you, especially as a child, when you look, you have a lot of questions in your mind and you sort of looking at every insects such as bees and, and especially because it's a, it's a piece of land, you've got all these plants growing and you're going to have a natural habitat such as like dragonflies and other little insects that looked absolutely beautiful for a child. And um, I start reading a lot about this flora and fauna from a young age. And at the age of 10, my eldest brother bought me this wonderful book of flora and fauna. And I think that was the beginning of the journey of nature for me. I think this is fascinating. I asked you to do a test online to find out your brand. 
And you came out as a sage, which is not surprising at all. I don't know if you know anything about sage, but I want to read it to you because I want you to tell me these definitions and what it means to you. So a sage sees the world filled with information and is attracted to things that enable them to continually learn and gain wisdom. The motivation is wisdom. The need is to analyze and reflect. The fear is not knowing. In the behaviors, it studies information to gain knowledge, uses intelligence and analysis to understand the world, and can study issues forever. Can you relate to that? Yes, I think I could. Yes. And <laughs> I do have the tendency to learn and reflect on. And I think that made it sort of like a starting point in my childhood. I was very fascinated about insects and beetles and I was really fascinated about type of butterflies because of their beautiful colors and silvery colors, which gives you the idea of how beautiful nature is and everything's been arranged such a way that it all has its purpose. And we as a human, we also part of this nature and we should embrace this because every element and everything that I found within nature has its purpose. Right. To that point, there's five value words that are all about the sage. I want you to give me your particular definition of each of these words. So what does analytical mean to you? For me, analytical means simply looking around you and finding the answer within you. Basically, we all have certain things that we're looking for. And I think analyzing what comes to us is basically what we are surrounded by. And with that, the answer comes within you um, to kind of understand yourself better as well. Yes. What about knowledgeable? What does that mean to you? I think knowledge is power. So there is no end for knowledge. And for me, I was lucky to get a scholarship from a quite young age, I didn't overly spend on education to get where I am today. But I was feeling the blessing in the sense that my eagerness to learn has always been there because I've always been a little inquisitive person since the age of five, maybe. I can remember like my family always used to say that I'm always asking a lot of questions. But I think that made me who I am. Yeah, I love that. So what would your definition to intelligence mean? Well, intelligent, I would not put a specific definition for intelligent. Because if you look at it in a point, intelligent age also means that a person's view, for example, one person will view things differently than the other. And concept of intelligent is how they carry themselves how they can be resilient about the situation that they're facing. So the intelligence is not naturally just a set skill they learn, but how about them understanding themselves? What we learn in school these days is about what people's ideas, but what about our own ideas? What about our own intelligence that kind of manifests to what we believe in? So to that point, what would wise mean in your definition? The main thing is being wise is about looking after yourself first, okay? 
you can't pour from an empty cup, firstly. Secondly, you're kind of nourishing your mind. That's where the knowledge comes in. Then you're nourishing your passion. That's where your life becomes more soulful. That's beautiful. That's why the inner self, that being yourself and being true to yourself, there is always a meaning, I feel, because that's why we are unique. We all are unique because for a reason, because that's when we're going to go dive deeper in us and find our own purpose, where we can then manifest the benefit for ourselves and for the others. Being a community pharmacy, obviously, we are, we are giving to the community and to a global audience and larger populace around us. So what are we could help to kind of add on for a betterment of the society? I love that. So what is methodical to you? That's the last one, methodical. Yes, I'm generally methodical because I like to make sure, like even in my Nari Holistic project when I first started it, I started it as a hobby initially to help my patient. And then um, I'm started to have quite a bit of phone calls to kind of help them managing their condition. And that's when it started. And then I could actually help others. Now, I was just looking at it in a perspective like this sort of matter, a stages of sequence of task, because this was a self-funded project, which I did. So Nari Holistic was in, I placed the Nari Holistic where I first started my hospital journey, work placement, um, well before I went to university, actually, to do my pharmacy course. So I started it there because it's a place called Briley Hill, just outside Birmingham. Uh, where the hospital is called Russell Hall Hospital. And I had an absolutely wonderful community that I worked with. And it was an eye-opener for me, so how beautiful the setting was. And so I started it there. And um, and then the word just went around quite quickly, I think, because of the community. And then I started getting a lot of recognition for the work that I was doing unexpectedly. So I started getting um, some awards for the best medical acupuncture practitioner for West, for Central England, and then global award for holistic medicine courses, which I actually put all this together under one umbrella. And that was your methodology that you put together on your own. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io, tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. You talk about how you started becoming known in your community for what you were doing as a side project. 
So what is the Shanti brand all about? I'm sure you were learning about yourself as a brand because you don't create something new and just don't do anything with it. So how did you start to know this is my brand? What is your brand all about? Okay, my name is Shanti, but the actual brand is called Nari Holistic. My childhood name, when my family used to call me affectionately, is called Nari. So I use that name instead of my name. So that's what Nari means. I love it. Yeah. So it was my pet name. So as you know, holistic means as a whole. So only like really close family members and close friends will call me Nari. So it's very, very close to my heart. It just means that we as a human or individual, we want to see ourselves as a whole. Whatever circumstances that we have faced during the journey that where we are today, this moment, from the past, has shaped us who we are. And we want to channel that energy to more positive. So that's the brand concept. And then we're going to look into the ikigai side of us, which means being true to ourselves and follow our passion that whatever we want to do, that give us the joy and completeness in our journey. Oh, I love it. So tell me, what is your greatest fear? I used to be afraid about heights, but I think I'm okay now with that because I didn't know I had a fear about height until I actually went into a really tall building. And then that's when I realized I actually have a fear in with height. So I tried to avoid going into very, very tall mountain or anything that if I have to climb hiking, because I love hiking. Otherwise, I don't see that much fear in me because I've been quite independent in generally. Why do you think you were afraid of heights? It was my first experience when I went to Barcelona, Sergarda. It's one of the beautiful creation of the architecture called Gaudi because I'm also an abstract artist and I love all this artist work in um, Spain and Portugal etc so my first visit there that was like 10 years ago I went quite high up on the building and I could actually feel my legs were shaking and I couldn't get down. I was a bit afraid about it. So then I realized I am actually feared of height. Yeah. Was it paralyzing? Like you couldn't move forward or was it just you were just afraid? It was very much so. And for about 10 minutes or so, I didn't move. So I was just standing at the same position. <laughs> and I could recall that my body just became numb completely. And I was asking myself, this is something new. I never experienced this before. And that was the time I realized, yes, I'm definitely have a fear of heights. Interesting. It would be interesting to know what really started that. It, it was also interesting that you didn't know that till later in your years. But let me ask you this. What is the future for your business? Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Basically, I would like to promote this more for well-being, such as we have a lot of aging population around the world. So 
There can be a franchise can be implemented in a lot of care home settings in hospitals and things like that, especially for geriatric patients. Um, also, my products, which is like certain products can be promoted more. Um, so such as like holistic medicine courses. And also I would like to do more teaching side of it, where it's providing a platform for e-learning for holistic medicine and also giving the opportunity for people who are interested in holistic medicine because it has a lot of scope because a lot of people are also interested in this because they quite like doing things naturally because there are various type of courses within the holistic medicine. And, and these days it's getting more popular, especially since COVID-19 people started to realize mental well-being, it should be well-protected for everybody. And also it is a must as well for our well-being in general. And more and more people want to seek something natural as well. And we are more conscious about carbon print. And also we want to save our environment by reducing the pollution because a lot of chemical medication that produced there's a lot of wastages as well. So it has a lot of benefits in the long run. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I hadn't heard the side of all the waste and what happens with all these chemicals and all these things that we either intake or we don't even take and they're just around and all the things that that, that becomes... I would also like to add one more thing. Yeah. And if you can see, a lot of medication are produced genetically. And when they were produced generically, they were mainly supplied by a country like India. And I'm a very keen um, environmentalist where I like to look at the rivers. And I've visited a lot of rivers such as Danup River, Yamuna in India, Kaveri and rivers in Thailand and a lot of rivers. And I've always been fascinated about rivers. And I see so much pollution wastages are going into all these places. And we need to kind of ask ourselves, especially when supply and demand are concerned, a lot of pharmaceutical companies are also getting a lot of products from generic manufacturers. So it's all about minimizing the wastage as well and what we could do differently to bring this art back where we can quantify this in a more resourceful way. Yes, I love that. Like, how do you go for circle with it? Now we have what we call the circular economy. And so how do we make that more circular to where we know, you know, how it completely goes in the 360, which I love, you know, what a lot of people are doing in that space. But tell us, if we want to know more about what you're doing, about your courses, about the things that you do, where can people reach you and find you? Yeah, I've got a website which they can easily access. It's www.nariholistic.co.uk. They can contact me on that web page. There's a contact page there and the form they can fill out if they want to do the course. And also an appointment, a virtual appointments are available, which if they click on the button there, that appointment will be allocated if they send an email. So I am quite easily reachable virtually anywhere in the world, especially with the website and with the IT system that we have these days. 
So it's easily approachable. Oh, thank you so much, Shanti, for being on the show. We thank you so much. It was a wonderful interview. I so appreciate you and can't wait to see what's in the future for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.